Hello and welcome to Like-Minded Friends with me, Tom Allen. And me, Susie Ruffle. Sorry, I was like, I'm not talking into the microphone. It's because I'm, I'm caught on something. Wait a sec. Oh, I hate that. When a, when a lead is caught on something and you think, oh my God, what's happened? Uh, Hello, I'm Susie Ruffle. Sorry. Yeah, I was... You seem to be a bit lent over. Am I? A bit, well, I? I it's because I haven't set up my microphones because we were running late today, guys. My fault. I had to go and buy some antihistamines. Well, also my fault because I... Walked in today, which is very nice to enjoy the sunshine, mm. but then sort of dawdled a bit too much listening Dilly to a dallied. bit of listen to a bit of the Carpenters. Oh God! What a summery hit! Threw myself <laughs> off the t- off, the, say, off, the, off the river. Well, yeah, some of that, and then look, Ed Sheeran's new album. I'm still so set on it. I don't know any of Ed Sheeran's songs. I don't think. Do I? When your legs don't work like they used to before. When your legs don't work like they used to before. What's that about? About being old. Old. What does he know about being old? He's only like 26. Well, he seems to know a lot about him, Tom. Well, I know that he is ginger and he looks like he's from Norfolk. That's all I know. He is both of those things, I think. Is he? I mean, I think he might be from Suffolk. Tom, I don't know. I'm not his biggest fan. Don't mind his music, though. I like him. Apparently, he's built his a lot of his career has been built because he's very nice to people. So I hear. And he's Unlike very us. Not like us. If anything, uh, it's going against uh. our careers. <laughs> what being me? Oh dear! Who didn't put their phone on silent, Susie? Me. After we just had a moment of putting our phones on silent. Yeah, well, my phone is on silent. I just didn't turn it off, and then it buzzed. It's just another what, comedian. What did you put? It, oh, disgraceful! Sorry, How, Tom, you're um, not my only one. What did you? What when you put it on silent? Does it not? Do you it's still? Do you still have the buzz? Aww. Oh, I got rid of all that. Oh, did you? I seldom have any. I, do, I mainly have my phone on silent. And, and no buzz. Yeah. So that's why you don't answer phone calls. Often, yeah. Because you're, you know, looking wistfully out of a window, not being disturbed. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, there was a time when you went out of the house and then you were out and about. Tom, I love it. And I just think... Do you miss having a landline? Yeah, in a way. Do you ever use your landline? Yeah, because the reception is very bad at, at Oh, house. yeah, of course it is. Mm, as, you well, as well you know. As well I know. I'm going to have to ring you back on the house phone, Suze. Oh, listen, I'll ring you back on the landline. It's better. And then we have got a cordless one. Do you remember when cordless phones were a new thing? Yeah. Oh, that was so exciting. So exciting. This one. But it would crackle sometimes in certain parts of the house. Yeah, you could only go like so far away from the little... The base station. The base station. The base. And there was also a setting the base. on the ours. Base. It's all about that base. About that base. Where you could press a button to find the handset. And bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Bloop, bloop. Oh, that seemed so exciting at the time. Didn't it just? Mm, wonderful times. Tommy wearing braces today. Yes, my trousers don't fit. These are the trousers I had to buy at the airport. Why did you have to buy them at the airport, Well, Tom? many people might be aware of this story. But it's a great story, so tell it again. And I, there is somebody who keeps tweeting me and asking me when I'm going to be on Drunk Histories. And I can tell the listeners now... Never. ...that I will not be appearing on Drunk Histories because I got so drunk I passed out after 10 minutes, unfortunately. Unfortunately. It was a story about two um, female pirates in the 17th century. A classic century. Tom Allen tell. A lovely story to tell. I said to my friend who I took with me... Because afterwards I said, afterwards I couldn't remember anything. I said, how far into the story did I get? She said, well, we didn't get on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh. And she said, um, she said, you did do the Macarena at one point. So that's did nice. you? Yeah, so, but it was, yeah, I just went too hard, too fast. Tom, classic, people been there. Classic Tom thing to do. Very embarrassing. So then the next morning, you were sick in your trousers. You had to buy some new ones. Well, You're wearing them now. I was then on, on the way to go and do the children's programme, The Dog Ate My Homework, in Glasgow, Clang. And uh, I had been given the option of a train or a plane. I'd taken a plane. Um, bearing in mind, when I took Drunk Histories, I thought I was uh, signing up to do the BAFTA-winning Horrible Histories. No, no. 
No, no. Um, and so, but I knew that there was a consecutive thing that I thought, oh, I'll be fine. I think I booked it in during Edinburgh. Right. And then did not enjoy that journey to Gatwick Airport. The oh, no. um, cab driver chose to take the Surrey Hills way. Is it squiggly? It's hilly. And at one point oh. I said, and my dad had said, you can't leave without having breakfast. You can, Dad. <laughs> what, did you, what did your dad make you have? Scrambled eggs on toast. Oh, God. Well, I saw them twice that morning. Oh, Tom. And they left me with such... So I said to the man, sorry, can you just pull over for a moment? I bet you were so polite. I'm was, so sorry. Could you just, just, would you mind? Can I just have a... Because when I woke up, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm drunk. <laughs> and then I realised I was still drunk. And then on the way there, I uh, said, could, could you stop for a moment? And then the breakfast left me with such violence that oh, it bounced... Tom. It bounced off the pavement back onto my trousers. And if I'm doing an overnight, just an overnight gig, I'll wear the trousers I'm, I'm going to wear for the show. Oh, Tom, so Tom, Tom. I arrived at Gatwick Airport. I had to stop on the inside of the doors. I was so, I've never been that unwell. I mean, I, it was sort of like bad, really. And then I got through security and I was speaking to my mum on the phone. She was like, well, you know, go and sponge, see if you can sponge the trousers. Because <laughs> I was just thinking. I can so imagine your mum. So I was like, I can't Tom. turn up. Oh, you, they were not they were not on board with this. Mum had not been on board with this. She was very... To the point that my friend Eleanor had gone with me, said to the production team, you have to bring him back to my house so he can calm down a bit. So his mum doesn't so see him like does, this. You can't let his mum see him like this. Yeah, I think that... Eleanor was very wise. I would have done the same. And I thought, I can't turn up at this children's programme. <laughs> like, smelling, smelling of booze, booze and, and sick. sick. <laughs> it's not the 90s it's not the 90s when that would have been completely acceptable Love and kicking I don't know what happened there neither do but, I um, but it just seems like the kind of thing well I went into Ted Baker classic and bought a pair of trousers and I was like yep these are fine like barely tried them on just like yep these are fine and um, then didn't you have to do some it wasn't one of your challenges driving on a mini go-kart oh, that day so, then I, so on the flight there I was spent the whole time like bent over <laughs> my head between my knees the stewardess said are you okay I said, I'm fine. I've never been on. She put her hand on my shoulder and was like, are you okay? Oh, God. And then, um, and then we got there. I never felt so awful. And I was like, well, you know, I'm here now. It's 12. It was because there was only like one flight that day. It was a Saturday. And I was like, I'm here. I'll just relax now. I'm here. And then I tried to have a nap. And then people kept knocking on the door. And then I was like, so it's a 6.30 record. And I was like, oh, great. So I'm thinking like, it'll be done about 7.30, 8 o'clock. They were like... So we'll be done about eight. And they're like, no, no, it goes on to about 9.30. And I said, oh, right. And they said, but we've got a lovely surprise for you because at the end, we're going to be doing a go-kart race. Oh, God. Anyway, it was great. It was great fun. It is really great fun. It's really great fun doing children's TV. Got some great feedback on it. Oh, good for you, Tom. Good for yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, literally all the, the, the we, we launched into that. What was that? I just said I like your braces. And so I have to wear braces with them because <laughs> they don't fit. Let's get back to it. Well, there you they go. They don't fit. Yeah. They're a good look. Braces on a man. Oh, they link quite well to our stereotype. Oh, oh, our theme. Our theme, which surprise is stereotypes. Theme. Our surprise which is themes, which is stereotypes. Stereotypes. Gay men wearing braces? Ooh, I would say it's more gay women. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, we need to mention that it's suspenders for our American listeners. Oh, yeah, because otherwise they'll think we're talking about teeth, teeth braces. braces. Yeah, which Americans think we don't have here, but we do. We do. Just a lot of people don't bother. A lot of people didn't bother. Yeah. Um, did you have braces? No. Teeth? No. No, didn't. Did you? No. No, didn't need them. Yeah. Me too. Oh, aren't we lucky? Oh, lucky old us. So, what do you, do you think that you fit into a gay stereotype, Tom? A stereotype? Um, I think I do. Yes, and I think 
sometimes, you know, you can sort of feel like, oh, God, you know, is it okay to be a stereotype? Are people like going like, oh, come on, Tom, we've moved on beyond this now. But actually, I think it, a little bit of stereotyping gives us all a bit of, bit yeah. of, bit of a, bit of a terra firma to Ooh, cling on to. What does terra firma mean? Firm earth. Terra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, a bit of ground to hold on to. Yeah. I think a bit of identity in a way. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I came out, I immediately cut my hair off. Did you? Like, I'm part of this tribe. Did you really? Yeah. I think I started wearing slightly brighter coloured clothes. But I'd always had an extravagant. There'd always be a je ne sais quoi about there's always, you. There's all, there'd always been an air of something. Better. Better. Just better. Um, yeah, I cut my hair off and was like very much. And my mum was immediately like, don't start wearing Ben Sherman shirts. Uh-oh, mum. Red rag to a ball. <laughs> there I was. <laughs> Suddenly a matador. Seven check shirts. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they look great on you. I always wear shirts now. Like that lovely... I mean, I'm wearing a T-shirt today, but... It's warm out there. It's very warm. What about that lovely shirt you had on the other day? It was sort of a, a mauve, would we say? Floral? Purple... No, no, not the floral. Well, that was nice, too. Oh, the one my... you wore there. Well, yeah, that's my, that, that's my, that's my like, crisp cotton shirt. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I feel like it's very boyish. I, couldn't wear it. I, I wouldn't wear it on stage because it's not loud enough. Oh, very wise. See, that's the thing. I feel like I have a real, I make a real choice about sort of what I wear on stage or what you present to people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a thing. It's not, not like a stereotype thing. I guess it's like the idea of dressing up, which yes. we've sort of spoken about before. Yeah. But I oh, guess yeah. that sort of fits into sort of like a gay stereotype to a degree. Yes. I think as well, I like it when it's on my terms, a stereotype. Go on what then. So what, so what would be the stereotype, the, the, the gay parts of stereotype that you like? Well, I suppose it's whatever I choose that day. Mm. But I like it's when, on my terms. I don't like it when somebody else starts to go like, oh, I bet you would be like, oh. Yeah, and I also hate it when straight men do the faux camp thing. Do you know what I mean? When there's there's like a real thing of like, oh, I'm, I'm going to send up gay yeah. culture. And it's like, yeah. well, if you didn't have to come out, then you probably don't get ownership of this. Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, there is, some people say like, oh, um, that uh, stereotype, all the sort of camp, I suppose, is a, is a sort of is often a byword for sort of stereotype, yeah, or a gay stereotype is associated with the idea of camp, um, and I suppose I don't know can gay men claim ownership of it? I mean, I suppose I always think it is a sort of something that is us, but I suppose we can't go well. Straight people aren't allowed to be flamboyant. But. No, I guess not. I guess it's just when it's like I've seen it before with straight guys being like jokingly all over gay men, or oh yeah. Being a bit like you know, light in their loafers to try to yes. try and get a laugh. Yeah. I've actually seen comedians do it, like comics, oh, really? just like up, like being a bit oh, like that, just mm. to, and you sort of go, you don't. I don't know. Do do we have ownership of it? I guess, I guess there's sort of part of me that's always a bit like, um, people yeah. really thought so that they could be this kind of person. Yes, yeah. I suppose as well, as well. It's as, like I say. I suppose it's frustrating. Some, I want it on my terms sometimes, yeah. and then it's sometimes frustrating when. You know, like I say, somebody else jumps in. Or sometimes it's quite useful because if it's an audience where they maybe aren't that, fam- they don't have that many gay people near them. Yeah. There are some places. Or they don't have that many. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone's come up to me before after a gig and gone, you're the first lesbian I've ever met. Oh, yeah. Somebody said to me, like, oh, it's a shame you're gay. It's a waste. Which is meant complimentarily. Yeah. But was kind of offensive. Yeah. A rough, um, like quite a rough guy said that to me once in a club. He's like, oh, it's a real waste that you're gay. And oh. I was like, not for me. Not for me, but I have got a great waist. But thank you. I assume that's what you're talking about. Bye. Bye. 
the yes, I think that sometimes it's sometimes useful as a way in for people to go like, oh, oh we understand, I understand what that. you are. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even know what the lesbian stereotype is now for someone that's a gay woman that's my age. Mm, it's changed a lot, hasn't it? Well, and I think, yeah. She says, whilst wearing a pair of Timberlands <laughs> with a turn up, a tattoo, a tattoo a on white, show, a tattoo on show, and a t shirt with rolled up sleeves. I mean, <laughs> short hair and a pair of quite Larry sunglasses. I'm not sure what the, but I don't know whether that would read as gay to the straight mm. masses. Mm. That's interesting. Like, I don't know whether, like, I think, like, certainly for older gay women, like women that, you know, were maybe my age in like the 80s and 90s, I think there was far more of a, a look. Yeah. Like part of it was like a bit punky, leather jackets, like someone with like shaved heads. It was like sort of yeah. part of a feminist movement as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now it's like there's so many subgenres. And then also there seems to be an there's a lot of people that are like, Oh, I'm gay, but I don't I don't want any part of the culture. Yes, that's I don't want to be I'm straight acting gay. Yes, well I suppose that's on one hand you could say that's caught up in a sort of in inverted homophobia, but I suppose at the same time it's only the same as me going, I like to be camp but on my, on my terms. Own terms. I suppose nobody wants to be told how to behave. No, of course. Um, but for some people, I suppose it is to do with tribalism, to use a grinder term. They say talk about tribes. Is that what they do? So they say what, tribes. And it's what are your quite, options? It's quite American, I'd say. Well, it's like, uh, it's sometimes difficult to group, like see where you go, but like people like bears be like, and stuff. Bears is the obvious one, I suppose. Bears and twinks. cubs and otters and then twinks and then jocks. I don't really know what a jock is. American? It's, a, it's something American. I always think of a jock strap. But I don't think what it's. What are drug straps? Are they just to put on underneath your clothes when you're doing sports? Yeah, but it's not, again, it's not something I was ever, maybe because I didn't live in much sport. Again, <laughs> How much badminton were you playing? I mean, it's also, not I'm that. I'm not sure that you'd play them, wear them in badminton. How I'm hard can sure. shuttercocks be? That's it, isn't it? Well, I think it's to stop things like jangling around too much. I think they're to hold oh, things in place. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like a bra. It's not up my boulevard at all, I've got to tell you. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, it, doesn't, it doesn't have any connotations. Jangling. For me. Jangling, yes, that's the word is I use. I don't know if that's how they sell them. But it's <laughs> Stop your jingles jangling. Stop your jingles jangling. Yes, is their slogan. And buy a jog. Stop your jingles jangling and buy a sloggy jog. <laughs> sloggy, are they still around? I feel sloggy, they were. Sloggy, yeah. I don't think they like old lady pants. Oh, okay. Well, I've got the brand wrong. But I, I, I mean... Hey, listen, they might make jock straps too. I mean, old old people play sport. Anyway, and in fact, if anything, older people... They they're going to be jangling more. They're going to be. They're going to jangle all the more. Oh no! That's. I the wouldn't thing. fancy that. That's the thing. Well, it comes to all of us soon. Oh, absolutely. But um, the the yes, I think uh, yes, all those groups on Grinder. Sorry, suddenly started talking about jockstrap. <laughs> yeah, I don't, they seem to be a thing for some gay guys that they're like, oh yeah, wear a jockstrap. I think, oh come on, we're not in a movie. We're not in America. Yeah, we're not. No, it's like when people say faggot, I think no, it doesn't have any. Please. Puff or queer? Yeah. What, when they refer to themselves as a faggot? When British people use the term, particularly British gays, use the term faggot or fag. Right, yeah. I always want to be like... No, no. Stop trying to... Stop, stop I hate, trying to be I American with yeah. puffs. Stop appropriating another culture and pretending it's ours. It's lazy. Yeah. It is lazy. I think. Do you yeah. think that we've re-taken um, ownership of the word of words like puff? Well, I like to think so. Mm. But... Again, I suppose it's it's one of those things. That if it's on your if it's on one's terms, then yeah. it's okay. But I suppose is there an argument that like us making jokes about or me saying "puff" on stage? Yeah, is that sort of making it okay for straight people to sort of say it? They go yeah. like, "Well, he says it. Why can't I say it?" Yeah, but those people are a bit stupid. Idiots. So yeah. Why should I? Apologize? Why should you apologize? Why am I them? making allowances for them all the time? Yeah. Hmm. 
What sort of tribes are there with them? Um, lesbians. Lesbians. Oh, I don't think there really is. Like there, well, there's like femme, butch, mm-hmm. and then somewhere in between where I lie. Yes. And then I don't really know. There's not like. There's not. It's not like there's a. There wouldn't be like a club night just. There's like club nights for women that like femme women. But then right. there's always a group of butch women there because they're into femme women. Like, do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's not like there's. I don't know if it's because there's less of us. Mm. Or there's like less of a. There is a community. But it, see, it feels less. It feels a lot less than what the, what gay men have. Does it? Yeah, definitely. What? Because you've got stuff like XXL and clubs that like clubs for bears and clubs for this uh, and clubs right, for that yeah. and then like leather guys. And guys mm. that like like twinks, you know, all that that sort of stuff. There's, you, if you were into yeah. that one thing, you could come you could to go, London for a yeah. weekend and find a an, find a, a club thing. night yeah. that did the thing that you like. <laughs> yeah. Whereas as a gay woman, it's like um, you can have the ground floor of GIY. It's really horrible. Oh, yeah. It smells like the toilets, and it's like the smallest place in there. The basement. Yeah. Oh yeah, you it's really grim there. Yeah. It's really grim down it's there. Horrible. Yeah, and they try and make it cool by like, calling it girls go down, and I'm like, no, no, this oh, is. Oh no. You're better than this. I mean, you're not. It's GIY, but. But there's that, mm. and then there's like a couple of like women's nights, which often end up just crocheting. There's crocheting <laughs> and temping bowling. <laughs> and <laughs> but yeah. there's you know there's these women's nights, but often I found often in those places, and lesbians m- would just still organise them. The They've lesb- all got involved. Everyone's in got involved it. in organising it. But they they seem to be quite. Doreen, you put the chairs out. Come on. No, no, not at all, Doreen. You put the chairs out. What? More, more like Doreen. Let's take our chairs and be away from these other people. Oh, so they're not so friendly. No, they're not friendly at all. There's a very like there's like this quite cool clique of like, I would imagine East London lesbians, which is of course I fall into this clique. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? When yeah, but I'm not in the gang. I mean, if someone's in the gang and they want to invite me, call me. But I feel like that is a recurring theme on this podcast, by the way. What, me what... not being in the East London lesbians? <laughs> yeah. No, me too. Not being it, like always being on the outside, not knowing where I fit. Yeah. Not being on the cool. That's why we have each other, Tom. That's why basically <laughs> we've got all we've got <laughs> is each other. Did Almost... you go out with all your gay friends? Him? <laughs> <laughs> Friend. <laughs> I was there with all of my friends on the weekend. <laughs> we had a it's... great brunch. Cause going... Yeah, because I think some of those... I mean, even like XXL. Yeah. That feels quite cliquey at times. And oh, it's they're like, all really cliquey. You know, there are people who go there all the time. And there are people who are like the ultimate sort of look for that. Or, yeah. But is it perception? I don't know. I guess I always have that feeling of when I go into a place like that, that I'm a bit like, oh, I hope no one's judging me. Yeah, is it us putting that on us? Is yeah. that just about our internal And then I'm sure that I should just be like, I've got a good job. I'm a nice person. I don't look horrendous. That is what that is what the theme of the film Now Voyager is, which my friend Maeve Higgins and my friend Eleanor Tom got me to watch. Um, for some years they were telling me about how I should watch it. Have you seen it? No, it sounds like Star Trek. It does, doesn't it? And I thought it would be like some weird sci-fi from uh, the, the 40s and 30s or 40s. But it's but not. It's not. It's about a girl who um, sort of always felt like she has to stay at home and look after her mum. And then she goes on a cruise and she learns... She gets this advice, basically, that someone says to her, says to her, someone says to her. Someone says to her. Someone says to her. (laughs) you got to get on this cruise. You can't keep looking after your mama. (laughs) But she says exactly that. She says exactly what you just said about, like, you're a nice person. You go out there and sort of talk to people. Why wouldn't they want to talk to you? But I get, like, I... Oh, I get horrifically embarrassed talking to people. people. Hello. Yeah, because (laughs) also, like, 
I'm like single now and I don't like I'm not dating or anything, but I get I don't know how to like you can't really say to like another adult like gay, like, oh, I don't have that I don't have that many gay female friends. Would you like to be my friend? Like there's no way mm. that you can say that without being like I have loads of other friends and yeah. I have loads of comedy pals yeah. and I have loads of, I would just quite nice to have some gay female friends sort of go out on the town with. Yeah. But yeah. how do you I'm, do that as a grown up? In the, in the more recent years, I've found that that has been possible and there are people there who are exactly the same as us. So I yeah, think I guess so. that is, um, that is definitely a thing we should all. But how do you do remember. that, Tom? I think you just go like, oh, should we go out? Or do you want to do this? And I'm always like, if I say to people like, oh, do you want to come and do this? They'll be like, oh, no, I'm busy. And then I'll be like, crushed for weeks. Yeah, that's the thing. Because I'm reality, like, oh, do you want to get pictures? And they're like, no, I'd prefer, no, no. Oh, yeah, I do, but not with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would what love to go to the cinema bar. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that... Is that a gay thing or is that just a people thing? I think that's a people thing. But okay. I think it's maybe amplified sometimes if you're feeling... On the outskirts. On the outskirts. Anyway. On the outskirts. That's what they should call. That's what we should call our gay club. Outskirts. The outskirts. Oh my god! That's. Why don't we do a gay night for like-minded friends? Oh a my club god. night. Would people come. Guys, would you come? Let us know. Let us know. We would DJ. It would be DJ. Pet Shop Boys. <laughs> End of night. <laughs> <laughs> Pet Shop Boys. The Carpenters. The best of a lame page. <laughs> Alpha like, Could we get like one of those cool DJs to like mix in like the Carpenters with like a fat beat? Oh my god! I bet we could. That would be funny. Oh my god! What sort of venue would we have to use for this? Like a really small one, so it looked busy. So it looked busy, like a church hall. Like a, a church hall. Doreen can put out the chairs. Doreen put out the chairs. Oh, would you? Linda! <laughs> I didn't want those watsits to be put out. Everyone's going to have orange fingers. People don't want. They don't want snacks. No, close the tuck shop. Turn the urn off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically basing it on Arcala. Uh, What's Arcala? Arcala is in the Cubs. Of course, you wouldn't know. Leader of the Cubs. Leader oh. of the Cubs. Not the gay Cubs with the younger guys with beards, but um, the Cubs s- scouts. Oh. But I, like Brownell. How dare you? Yes, like Brownell. Yeah. I didn't go to Brownies. Did you not? No. Guides? If anything, Brownies came to me. Oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> what a shame, but what a lovely attempt. <laughs> um, Tom has a joke about not going to camp, but camp coming to him. I mean, it's a very funny heard joke. it, you can hear it. You can hear it tonight, actually, maybe. I think. No, you can't. I didn't do it on that show. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Tom's on telly tonight. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they edited out. But you never know. But um, the... the th- Yes, that would be a fun thing to do, an outskirts night. Guys, let us know if you're interested. Mm. Would, you, would you come to some cool place in East London and dance with some fat beats? We could do that. And then we could have some sort of competition. People could come dressed yes, as something. dressed as something. Love it. And then we could all go home. And then people come by, come by themselves who feel like they don't have, who are looking for like-minded friends, pals. Oh, that's a nice idea. And then we have the okie koki to get everyone to know yeah. each other. And maybe like pass the parcel. Pass the parcel, yeah. Yep. Great idea. Okay. Would people join in with that? I maybe don't know. We should let them bring some friends, otherwise there is a risk. No, no friends. You can come in on your own. That's it. If you know someone there, you've got to leave. You're not allowed to talk to them. Not allowed to talk to them. You're not allowed to talk to them. That would be all right. That would be nice. Now that's an idea. If you know, that's a rule. Because when I did that gay cruise, that was the a grues. rule. The cruise was one of the most All hands on experiences. Dick. All hands on dick. The dick deck <laughs> on the top deck. I've never seen so many erections in a jacuzzi. <laughs> and I mean, you've I've seen, seen a lot. I've seen a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but they were like, if you, because they were American as well, they were like, if you, when you come on the cruise, it's Atlantis, very nice people. When you get on the cruise, uh, 
when you come back from a day out, if you get in the elevator, make sure, don't hold your head low. Look up. Say hi to people. Say, how was your day? Do not look at your phone. You do not need uh, an application to tell you the guy next to you is still gay. Yeah, really, that's great. Really good. Maybe we can have that as a what rule. about if we did it when, like, when everyone turns up, they can stand with their friends, and then, like, when we're, you know, when you were at school and you'd be split up from your friends, so you wouldn't talk. <gasps> yeah, I got that a lot. Right, Amy. Thomas, you move over there. Thomas, stop talking to the girls. <laughs> the girls don't want to talk to me. Oh, Tom! Oh, Thank God I'm here. Thank God. Thank God we found each other. What a lovely idea. Um, but I do. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder about. Uh, why are we talking about outskirts? What brought us onto that? Because you want to start a club night, Tom. I'm just fulfilling your fantasies. Oh, as every ever. Every dream comes true. Every fantasy. Let me be a fantasy. Will be one of the songs. <laughs> Maybe we could get someone to mix the songs, though. Imagine having like a funked up Elaine Page. Oh, my God. Maybe she can Midnight. Not a sound from the night. This is the sort of thing that people with no friends is about. Yeah, that's why people like our podcast. So when people are drunk and they're like, we should start a bar. We should open a bar. We're not even drunk. We're like, let's do a club drunk. night. We just had a ginger shot from Pret. Oh. Oh, dear. Because of the hay fever. Trying to get rid of it. Trying to get rid of it. What can you do? What can you do? Now, Tom. Yes. I Susan. think we've covered our, I think we've, we've actually covered our subject this week. That's bizarre, isn't it? I mean, it? I feel like we have, but I feel at the same time there's more to go. Do you? Mm. What else do you feel about stereotypes then? No, I think it's a huge issue. I think I'd love to, I'd love to talk about it some more. Okay. I think because I think it is about sort of galvanizing social groups, isn't it? Mm-hmm. In a way. Yeah. And I think that's what happens with a lot of heteronormative culture. And I think that's why, you know, to an extent we all crave that kind of like normalness. Yeah. Normalcy. Because it's like, yeah. Because yeah, it's like, oh, I'm someone that goes I support Arsenal, so I am part of that culture. I'm part of a football culture. Yeah. I also you feel suddenly I'm safe someone that's married, like, so I'm in the married game. Mar- yeah, you're in a marriage. And people who are married, you're going, like, why are you all doing the same cliched things? And it's because, like, I guess it makes you feel nice. It makes you feel sort of validated because you go... Like hoovering and going to home base. Hoovering and going to home base, you know, it's always been my craving. Yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. Mm. Um, mm. Now, before we leave today, I just wanted to uh, thank... Uh, a couple of people that got in touch last week after oh, our grief episode. Oh, how nice. Um, it was really nice to hear from a few of our like-minded friends. Um, Holly, who lives in Virginia, sent me an oh. absolutely lovely message, and I really appreciated it. Oh. Uh, as did Jem. Um, uh, I'll leave and out the, your surnames in case you don't want to know. Jem and the holograms? No, just Jem, I think. Oh. But both of them talking about sort of their own personal losses and really opened up to me, and I think that... Oh, that's um, nice. I ho- hope that, that that sort of grief episode did... A, a nice thing in that it sort of remembered my nan and maybe reached out to some of you that have lost someone recently. So mm. uh, thank you as ever for getting in touch. And if you do want to get in touch with us, you can on our email, which is chat to likemindedfriends at gmail.com. That is it. Um, oh. We've only got three dates left of the tour, Tom. It's I very know. sad, isn't it? We had such a nice time at the weekend. We did, didn't we? Our biggest one to date. That Shoreham, was fun. Shoreham Rope Tackle. Lovely people. Lovely people. And then Blackheath Halls. Wonderful. Super fun. These people sacrificed their Eurovision night to come and join us. So sweet. Oh, we had such a nice time. Great, guys. Uh, so the the last three remaining tour shows mm. are Saturday the 27th of May, which is in, the, in Milton Keynes. Yep. Which is at the Stables. Yep. Uh, Friday the 23rd of June. Oh, we've got a whole month between shows. Uh, at Great Torrington, The Plough. The Plough. And then on Saturday... I think The Plough. Was that some sort of sexual position in Moore? Get in touch anyway. Oh, in Moore magazine? Mm. Maybe. I it at the hairdressers. Long Must have been a long ago. time ago. <laughs> long yeah. time ago. Uh, and then June the 24th, uh, Saturday, uh, is Ivy Bridge. 
the Watermark Theatre. Ivy Bridge. And that'll be the final one. Oh, oh Tom. We're what be, a place. What a we're, place to see. We won't sit. be tour buddies anymore. Uh, well, so come and see us. We'd come love to see, see you. Come and see us. And um, also both of our Edinburgh shows are on sale now. Yes. If you would be yes. interested. Come and see us there. Uh, we're both on at the Pleasance Courtyard. Tom is on at eight. Yes, ma'am. Then you have 45 minutes to get your drink. Get a lovely drink. And then come and see me at 9.45 also mm. in the Pleasance Courtyard. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's all from us this week. Thanks to all at Audio Boom that look after our show. Thank you so much to everybody. And, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week for another episode of Like-Minded Friends. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye